0: But as I said, for me, it's just one of those things where it's like 27 people got fired. Fuck, is that what it took for me to have a watchable experience? Like maybe it was, maybe less. So let's, do you know what, Thorin? We should just keep cutting people week by week Here we go. until Here it we go. reaches a point where I'm like, okay, we might need the cameraman. We might need the cameraman. <laughs>
1: hello everybody welcome back to side select we've got some cool esports stuff to talk about with you guys today as always obviously your key podcast for grumpy old people being grumpy at esports there's a lot of stuff to be grumpy about today actually i would say at least in my humble opinion but i will leave the grumps for the king grumps of course that being rich 5k zrath and thor im esports rin uh, before we get into the boring stuff, though, of course, we have to go into the most exciting. Um, the boring stuff being all the episodes of the East Post. Yes. You know, right, okay, yeah, sure. Yes, oh, the boring sure, stuff yeah. being what we're all here to actually okay, yeah. do. Of course. Um, so, I have a question. Now, this question will require a little bit, a small amount of backup knowledge, purely because of language barrier, okay? I have a question about biscuits when i say biscuits you guys don't need this explanation but this is for the audience at home okay if you're what if you're watching this on youtube these are biscuits okay okay if you're an American, if you're listening to this, you can't see this. I'll what I
2: love about that is if, if someone didn't see that quickly, if you're from the UK, what's great is he's got the pack. That's like a knockoff. Like there's a knockoff twitch there. It's also a knockoff of everything. It all looks good, though. It looks pretty legit. It is,
1: isn't it? Yeah, there's a knockoff Oreo. I wonder what that's There called. you go. I know the KitKat exactly. is uh, called a Choco Break. There I you like...
2: go. Oh, that's <laughs> so cynical. But I do like it. Fair play. The thing about the UK, if people don't know it, especially for like white label brands like that, we just call them like really plain things. We don't. it they just, will just call it orange juice. They're not trying to even yeah, make it like yeah. some cool brand. I like that. Choco Break is the best like rip off name for that's KitKat ever. One, that's yeah. good.
1: That is good. Anywho.
2: <laughs> and you just make it, it obvious you're ripping them off. You're not even pretending you're not They don't.
1: Here. They don't give us. I love it it is fantastic um yes Anywho, i'm excited to tuck into those later um biscuits yeah so in in america my understanding is a biscuit is essentially what we would call something like a scone yeah so i I believe believe, yeah yeah. and they have that gravy on it and stuff like what is like just stop just no please please don't do that but that's a biscuit i don't know americans might you might that's maybe like a cookie you'd say but then we also have cookies so i don't know so anywho biscuits The British pastime alongside with a cup of tea. I want to ask you guys a question. Okay, that question being, it's twofold here. Firstly, obviously the Brits are known for their tea and biscuits go alongside that. And if you didn't know this, if you're not British, dunking a biscuit in tea, it's not too bad, it's not too shabby. It's something that you can do. I want to know, firstly, what your favorite tea dunking biscuit is more importantly okay. if you were trying to convert a non-tea dunking biscuiter okay. perhaps an american someone from Europe, someone who doesn't dunk their biscuits in tea and is unfamiliar with the concept what biscuit are you choosing for them to dunk and I, I guess you can choose the tea as well, although I'm okay. kind of assuming it's just, you know, it's usually just the standard. English. I feel like
2: I've got the, the a good answer for this because as I pointed out on a past episode, tea isn't my drink. I'm not really someone who drinks tea. So if I did drink tea, as I pointed out, I obviously put in loads of sugar and milk. And then also, yes, absolutely, I'm going to dunk some biscuits in there to sort of enhance the experience. And I actually think, mm-hmm. even though it's not normally one of my favorite biscuits, if I am specifically going to dunk, then oh. actually one of the better ones, I actually think, is a bourbon which, sadly, an American also is very lost right now. They think I'll make, like, an Irish fucking tea or something. like. Yeah. I don't mean Bob and the Drink. I mean an actual biscuit. It's a brown one called a Bob. I just think that one donks really well. And notice also, the good thing about that is because it's quite a hard biscuit. As long as you're a pro and you're not some fucking noob where you put out and there's nothing there, if you time it right, you'll be able to get that one pretty well dunked but still be whole enough to eat without it falling in. Because everyone knows the gamble when you dunk, obviously, is certain biscuits, when they go in, You've just fucked the whole tea at that point in time. You've just got now like a horrible sludgy thing. So you have to like also know about the biscuit structure and how much sort of it can be maintained. Essentially, be some sort of a joke about the heat of tea that can melt bobbin beams there, I guess. Some sort of joke there. Workshop that one maybe. <laughs> I'm going with a barb and there you go. The that's classic. A, that's
1: a bit of a stretch, but fair play. And you would also suggest the same for someone you were. Uh, yeah, to I think, burn I think it. Well,
2: not least because I also think they would have had a barb But so you actually might be surprised. It's quite a nice biscuit, actually. It is no, it's not. It's hard to describe, surprising. but it is nice, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. What about you then, Rich? Do you have a similar. Are you are you cheating? Well, not really cheating, but have you got the same answer for both questions or do you have a favorite? Well, I like
0: how Thorin, knowing that he's addressing Americans, has picked like the best, biggest margin for error <laughs> biscuit. I was like. You know, <laughs> it's true. they're not ready for the nuance. They're not ready for yes. like the risky ones. So yes, yeah, like bourbon's a good shout. Uh, so I don't generally drink tea. If I do drink tea, I'd usually drink some like fucking crazy like fruit tea or something probably. Mm. So okay. you know, boy, awesome, yeah. right yeah, something like that. But um, I'd probably go for the standard rich tea biscuits. But I would give a different answer for what I would call like the gateway biscuit. Because again, Americans aren't oh, going to be go able to handle, this. and they're not going to be able to handle the rich tea dunk. That's a risky dunk. If you hold it that is. in for too long, at the right, like, wow, this thing. How do I have to How long do I have to hold? Oh shit! And it's just <laughs> their fucking index yeah. finger and thumb. Like, yeah, that's not that, that's too difficult for you, pleb. So I would then probably oh. go for. An actual cookie, maybe, like a Maryland or something like that. Mm. Because if you put a Maryland in, for people who don't know, Maryland cookies are like very solid cookies and they have like chocolate chips in. So worst case scenario, you put it in and, oh no, a little bit of chocolate's gone in and melted itself in there. Oh, disaster. But the cookie will be perfectly intact. So margin for error, plus even if you do slip up, you know best of both worlds anyway so i think an american could probably process that the thing they'd struggle the most with again fox was sort of onto it at the start the concept of cookie because something pretty egregious that americans do do is they call every fucking biscuit a cookie and i can't mm-hmm. stand it i was watching the sopranos the other day and this fucking like mother gives her it's like don't forget your cookies and it's a f- just a fucking biscuit like looks like a fucking shortbread right. basically that's not a cookie that is shortbread like Jesus Christ. So yeah, you guys have a have a lot to learn in the realms of, of biscuiteering. But yeah, I'd say that's yeah, don't try rich tea. Like rich tea is something I would like recommend if you'd never had like a traditional English biscuit, but you're not ready to combine that with a beverage. You're just not ready. So yeah, that'd be my answer. <laughs> Walk
1: before you can run. Exactly don't start yeah. with the rich tea biscuits. You know, I'm I'm maybe gonna eat despite the fact that I posed this question, maybe surprisingly. I, I'm I'm not one for dunking dunking biscuits to be honest in tea because i do not like the soggy texture of a soggy biscuit um so having my said God. that <laughs> <laughs> i realize we i don't realize.
2: Go into it, won't go into it but sadly there's there's so much i realize americans don't know about the law of the uk yeah, just the phrase alone we won't go into it but don't google it just don't google high going, school
0: just insults going. just came flooding keep going
2: yeah. exactly yeah because even when you said that my skin cringed you know what i'm saying yeah
1: like, all right i yeah no i yeah you've got it on um, record you don't like soggy biscuits let's keep, keep no rolling. yeah keep either.
2: just for the just for the record you know <laughs> make, <laughs> make it a hat, make it it a hat trick. trick but you know exactly
1: you know the more we talk about is the more there's going to be a spike in google yeah exactly
2: true we've <laughs> gone too far already if anything you didn't hear anything guys let the men in no, black <laughs> next segment
1: uh i so i would go with a cookie because cookie doesn't lose its consistency when done right I, I feel but, like we
2: might actually have just completely dismissed Americans as like almost subhuman at this point in time because we are actually acting like they can't even navigate a, a biscuit dunked into a drink, like. And if the guys, no, just don't put it straight in. Like we don't give them any credit at all, do we? Like,
1: I mean, we say that, well, I'm, I'm standing by it, and I'm saying it with my okay. chest. I think, I okay. think there's a, there's a certain art form to it. Honestly, you do not want to. You can't mess up also you'll ruin the drink.
0: My YouTube shorts are sufficiently polluted now from various misclicks and overwatching that I do sometimes see Americans like dunking Oreos in milk and go, "Oh, whoopsie!" Oh, right. So I don't right. think we've given them, you know, we've probably given them too much credit. If okay. anything, they can't even handle milk. So you know, take a add a hot drink and they're toast. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I mean, pretty way, without True. launching into another classic racks, I think I did do what's on this show already. Like, I actually, I actually almost do feel like. If they're not idiots, they're almost trying to come to other countries and fuck up all the food. Cause I saw a picture the other day from a streamer. I don't know if people know him. It's a guy called like Greek God or whatever. He's like one Twitch streamer, right? And and you you might've seen it. He had a Nando's, right? And rated it seven out of 10, mate. Go look at this photo. I've I've been to Nando's hundreds of times, Rich. And every time I get the chicken and chips, right? The standard thing. First of all the chicken he has I've never seen this looks like someone took a, like a chicken and put it in like a sandwich maker in America or something like it's flat and with like an insane like press on it as all like some metal presses burned into it like what by the way it's succulent delicious chicken when you go to Nando's and then and, all, and this is where I actually have gone too far, and I've lost my, the plot, Foxtrot. Because I, unlike other people, I also thought, why is he at only seven out of ten? So I looked in, and if you look carefully, and you're a pro like I am, you can see enough of the little flag that they put on the chicken. And are you ready for what it says? Do you, think you can guess what, what? What did it say? Go and say it again, Foxtrot. And a half. It said, "Fuck eleven and a half." <laughs> if you don't know, that means this guy went to Nando's and was like nothing with any spice on, which is the only purpose of Nando's is to consume. Per- peri peri sauce you fucking idiots otherwise you are just eating dry chicken he had one that said lemon herb which means there's no spice even marinated onto it and he had none of the sauce so that's like at this point you're actually like it, like it takes skill to fuck up a Nando's as badly as you have that isn't even a cheeky Nando's that's like a fucking convent Nando's or something like it's like you think peri peri sauce is heroin or something what? so at this point between that one and the other talent member I mentioned in the past who did something similar it's like just fuck off out a Nando's if you're not going to actually have like the mediums spice one or something like that. that is the only purpose of that store you idiots don't be like me going to kfc and picking some like really weird item off the menu and just be like kfc fucking god american food's garbage like and then i'm eating like some corn chicken on the cob you know you know like no chicken a... at all it's metal yeah. in it i know that's like one of my biggest triggers is when I, it's, it's not that they just say it sucks it's like i saw them fucking up and then i know they judged the whole fucking thing off that like Ugh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it does my head in, mate. To use the the middle class uh, white analogy that my dad gave once, that's like getting Come invited on. to play Augusta and then spending all your time on the putting green.
2: Just... There you go, that's a banger. That is yeah. a banger. And by the way, if you are out there Nando's, hit me up. I'll do like a whole video series, how to eat Nando's for Americans. Like, <laughs> I'll do like a tutorial series. Yeah.
0: That would I ironically <laughs> pop on TikTok. I would love that.
2: It would be yeah. the shit, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: okay cool well i'm sufficiently warmed up to uh talk about esports now um oh oh having said that i need to wash the the mood away because we're talking about the terrible fate of the lec and all the layoffs that have uh, (laughs) happened there so a slight dark change in moods here uh but yes lec right before the last week of regular season mind you Announced the layoff of uh, twenty employees.
2: But in the picture, we can see Fox he's He has just got a massive pizza box next to him on, on the back. Like a <laughs> giant <laughs> pizza. Just, it's like a 16-inch pizza or something. What That's that? not a
0: pizza. Oh, it does look like, like it. it. It's a light fitting thing. oh Foxtop. Really? Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. It
2: genuinely anyway, looked like a massive fuck off pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> fucking obviously. He'd be I watching the NFL or something last night. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a weird shape for a pizza box. It's kind of rectangular. So that well it but mid- mid- it it's middle class yeah. pizza isn't it that's that's the thing when once it starts getting square you know you're okay you like the people when people oh, definitely and, yeah it's like bro's pizza there's yes. not don't reinvent the wheel quite Just literally getting some neapolitan artisan shit. i'm all up in exactly. that yeah okay yeah anywho back to the misery of of layoffs. layoffs. uh yeah 27 members of the staff at the berlin studio have uh been cut the last week uh, you know, has has come and gone, and it was decent, but obviously it did kind of feel like a watered down version of the LEC. Uh, Twenty seven members is a lot of people, to be honest. You know, Riot has been laying off a, a, a whole ton just across the board, to be honest. Uh, personally, I am surprised <clears throat> to see the esports targeted at this, especially straight after they built that new facility in Berlin. That seems a little bit odd to yep. invest into esports Berlin and then got it um a lot of people that i recognized from the list i don't know all of them a lot of people you're working behind the scenes like associate audio engineer and this and that it's like, i don't, don't know all of them but there was one big name that stood out to me and i think you guys might also know do you know dirk have you yeah. ever had Reducer. any interactions with Dirk. Yeah, yeah he's gone he was one of them one of them cut as well which is for me exceptionally shocking i don't know if his role um has changed since i was there but he was basically the boss so whenever i would talk to quickshot um any of the producers who are running the show if there was ever like a question to be answered or they needed like um i don't want to say permission for something but you know what i mean basically they're like oh we'll, we'll see what dirk says so I, and again i don't know if his role has changed since then but basically he was very important in yeah. my estimations to the lec and to see his name on that list he was, was the lead
0: producer and there were a few other producers under him but he was the lead producer yeah there
1: you go. so it that was shocking for me but still uh let's talk a bit about it though um just general thoughts like what's going on there and you know future for lec stuff you know riot as, as a whole like yeah, it's pretty it's pretty big thing. So Rich, what do you think about what happened with the LEC and all the layoffs? I think
0: the first thing that's kind of important to understand, which I don't know this like for a fact, although I would say it's very, very, very likely. And this is from talking to lots of people who've been affected and also looking, as you say, like mentioning Dirk and some of the other people where you think, okay, maybe they needed to trim fat or something, but why this person? Why that person? And it does seem to have been done in like a very uh arbitrary way where they haven't really thought about where they need to trim the fat and what's actually going to happen or what the consequence of getting rid of certain positions is. Like It seems to be a bit all over the place and people have had to fill in. There was also um, a suggestion that they'd have to fly in people from Riot NA to help. Um at a certain point. Uh maybe they'll do that for playoffs. Um I would imagine they probably will. Once he claimed uh, they actually
2: did fly in some people from like Ireland and I think maybe even America, like some tech people to help. Like, it was just something he said on something insight. It was his oh, man.
0: So my understanding is actually that did not happen. But okay. that that, that would th- they were on
2: standby or something. Yeah, there was a suggestion
0: that that would right. happen for this week just gone, but that it actually didn't happen. At least some of the people I spoke to said there were no new faces right. there at all, but that, that might happen for playoffs. Um but, yeah, my understanding is from talking to these people and because of the way the, the firing's been done, that this probably actually isn't a riot thing. This is probably a cent thing. And basically okay. what happened was there's been sort of mass layoffs for people who don't know about 10, like they own fucking so much in gaming. It's crazy. They have um, huge majority stakes in companies like Epic, who run uh, games such as PUBG, Fortnite, like huge titles. And they've been like, this is not the only department let's say or subsection that's been been affected but it didn't see I don't think again this is slightly speculative but it it seems impossible that someone like Josh Needham or someone like that has been saying like right you Dirk you're fired right you observer number two and three you're fired like it just seems like yeah there, there wasn't that much method to the madness but I have to say obviously part of this is in jest and not to be taken super seriously I for me personally the product's never been better and what I mean by that is, obviously, my two biggest qualms are, like... I personally hate all the fluff and bullshit and scripted nonsense in kids' TV. Okay. <laughs> he, he, hoo, hoo. I, in the yeah, I don't care. give a fuck about any of that. The only yeah. thing I care about... Is the games and people professionally basically introducing them and framing them? That's all I fucking care about. So for no, me, the
2: this thing, Rich. I've never ever thought, except when you first made that analogy of that point. But when you say that, I immediately do think of like Medic, Vedius, and Quickshot, <laughs> and that could just be League of Legends, Dick and Dom, if you know the reference. It's like children's entertainers. Where like, it's like the tone they even use, it's exactly that sort of like silly, quirky, like vibe in it. It's true. You've yeah. you nailed it on that one, mate. I can't,
0: I can't, I can't stand it, I, and I i to me like the the quicker they get to playing the fucking games the better and the fact that all this shit's been stripped away like people talking about like oh there wasn't a proper pre-game who gives a fuck man who's even watching that i mean i basically i didn't this week because that purely out of interest and so on as soon as i see you wanted to see if it broke on it this
2: week right yeah yeah, yeah,
0: exactly but (laughs) as soon as there is not a player on screen i am mute and I am tabbed out, and I am tabbing back in yeah. to check if the game has started or draft has started or not. Because I don't you know, give a- the
2: same thing. Targarmus tells them all before the game begins. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Go on. On. I, I don't give
0: a flying fuck about what any of these people have to say. Like the thing is, for me, because I watch on YouTube as well, so I can fucking two exit through and all sure. that. Like I'll go back and watch things like if i want to have like more context on information after the fact beforehand i don't give a flying fuck like i don't need these people to tell me anything so for me it was brilliant i loved it with one caveat which was that the replay suffered a bit because obviously as far as I know, by the way, I think this is true. There is one observer. One. Yeah, they
2: said like four or five got fired or something yeah. crazy. So
0: right? whoever this poor person is, is like fucking oh, scrabbling around. The fact that they managed to just get like the standardized replays up was fairly impressive. But even then, like some of these replays were fucking shocking. Like they would show a fight and it would be after, I don't know, like as Oriana ult is procking or something. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. how did this fight even fucking start? Like I looked away for a second. Like what even happened? Like how did this guy get caught? Like, That was noticeable, like how bad that was and how you didn't really learn anything. And again, I don't remember this happening specifically, but a classic would be you're watching a dive in bot lane and someone gets solo killed in top lane. If you don't have someone to have actually watched that, which is usually what the other observers do, by the way, they're like looking around the map for whatever, you don't get to see it. You do not get to see it. If there was a solo kill in top lane, but the cameras, the one observer was on bot lane, you will not get to see that as far as I'm aware. So yeah, that was obviously like the one major downside. I don't think it reared its head that heavily this week, but that's probably more out of luck than anything else. But as I said, for me, it's just one of those things where it's like 27 people got fired. Fuck, is that what it took for me to have a watchable experience? Like, maybe it was. Maybe Do so you know what, Thorin? We should just keep cutting people week by week Here we go. until Here it we go. reaches a point where I'm like, okay. We might need the cameraman. We might need the cameraman. It's what... the idea
2: of all the topics. This is the one he's chosen. Like, maybe it's a good thing. That everyone <laughs> yeah, lost their literally. contrarian take at all.
0: I mean, obviously, <laughs> I would imagine it's probably not great, and it's probably sure. not good for the longevity. Sure. And even though I'm not interested in fucking to me, to you, with fucking Dick and Vedius, like, some kids like that. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, I guess that's what brings in viewers. People always rave about how amazing the LEC production is. I don't even see it, so I can't really comment. Because as I said, that is a hashtag a mute and hashtag tab out whenever I hear these cretins talking. So I don't know. I, I guess I guess it's uh, you know probably not that great. And But I, as I said, I think we will see Riot and A people come in for playoffs. And I don't think it will be as scuffed. But again, I saw people talking about certain aspects being scuffed there were no fucking delays at all. The only thing that happened whatsoever was a player thing where they paused because they thought ExaKick thought he might need to chrono break and then it was deemed that actually it wasn't a bug and it was just a bit of a visual bad interaction or whatever and they carried on playing. Like, So yeah, I don't know. But obviously, of course, I I think uh, probably they will need to rectify some of these holes here. And uh, oh, by the way, just one last thing, which isn't strictly to do with this. I do find it kind of ridiculous that they went to all this trouble of like, moving the studio and uh, and by the way i I think aesthetically the studio is very nice the stage is way better like it looks a lot cooler it almost looks like when when they did like those covid worlds things like in iceland it kind of looks like that stage like it looks really nice why are there still like 12 fucking seats in the studio by the way and it's like you've now come into an era where we've got which to me is one of simultaneously one of the best and worst things which you have all these stupid fucking let me rephrase passionate french and spanish fans who are you know putting their voices behind these teams or whatever and they will send people in their droves if they can to make noise at the studio and build an atmosphere and there's only like seven of them because the studio's the size of my house like what are we doing this is stupid like just put some more seats in man even like 50 more seats or something would have like a pretty big impact if you've got like k corp versus mad coy and you've got like 50 more seats that would be mega so i i don't know to me it's really sad that they went to the trouble of like renovating the studio and then they don't even allow for a bigger audience and by the way i believe it is literally the exact same capacity as it was before like seat for seat so what the fuck?
2: well technically it has a lot less stuff in
0: (laughs) well yeah true
2: so (laughs) aside from that for you Sadly, so this is actually supposed to be a really serious topic, You're right, Fox stop Like. <laughs> yeah. up and then he just sure fucking bumped on everyone and yeah. laughed out all the broadcast shit, but he likes that shit and stripped down a bare butt. I can't lie, I'm also a grumpy old man in that sense. So I also do. By the way, on that topic at the beginning, I can't lie. It's rare that actually fan gaslighting is ever effective, but that actual tack, I will give you credit. It is fucked up, but that's the only actual approach I think does actually trigger people like me and Richard, which is that when we literally dedicate our adult lives, to, like, exposing and cleaning up mass corruption, now on the scale of literal authority, or- autocratic states that murder people who j- they just don't like. When we point all this out, people's new refrain isn't, you're making it up your line, which it used to be for 10, 20 years. Now they just go, why are you just so bitter all the time? It's like... <laughs> Fucking would you walk into like the fucking the one the the office of the fucking police that investigates nonsense and goes, why all the fucking frowns, guys? You know, I have like a casual friday or something, cheer it up a bit. It's like it's a bit of a somber fucking tone in here, boys. I'm sort of nailing bastards. Like, I've always thought that was a wild angle. Now on this LEC thing, I'll actually give you a sort of provocative prediction here and are you ready this is where look sadly I will give you the, the downside as well is this isn't the crackdown rich so this won't ever actually blow up into a real scandal that I'll have to address like it did on the crackdown when I did something similar but you remember when that neon thing happened with frost and the other staff famously Dom on the crackdown said to me like what do you think of it and even though I did put a disclaimer in like I haven't talked to Frost-Gurion but I have no idea what she actually thinks I will just speculate that because she's publicly done a tweet where she doesn't actually firmly say she will leave if they do it She just sort of says she's disappointed. And then behind the scenes, they supposedly held the hostage and then got their way. My point, which I actually even built into that, I didn't know that they actually would hold the hostage and win, but I sort of pointed out, like... You either do it publicly, in which case you pulled your own feet to the fire, and you really have to leave, and that's why the stakes are high when you tell them you won't do it. Or you just don't, because that makes it look like you wanted the sympathy for doing that. But then you wanted to, you wanted technically to be able to look at the wording and walk it back if they said, "Well, actually, we're doing it anyway." So do you want to work in this job or not? So when I brought that up famously, she got really mad on Twitter, and then all the people swarmed around like, "Oh my God, what an evil!" And he's questioning your integrity, by the way, guys. She literally, after that, went left, said that Riot was full of like sexist, racist hiring practices and environment, and then came and worked with a ten-cent game for fucking Pokemon after that. So, <laughs> and also did a show with notes blindingly white people. So, and she wasn't, guess what? I sort of knew that person and knew they didn't really believe in their principles and it was a bit of a larp. But the point I'm going to make is this. I'm going to do a similar speculation, which actually, if the right people heard it, they would get really upset by this. But I'm just going to say it because I think it's a real thing I've got to put out there. So, you know, right now, Obviously one thing that was conspicuous about the broadcast was shocks, wasn't there, was she? Because, oh no wait, we've got the best cover story though. She's doing IEM Katowice. She's doing one of the big ESL events. If people don't know, she's obviously been a Katowice anyway when they used to have IEM and League of Legends. But now she does the odd ESL events, especially these really big ones. And she's on their broadcast. She's obviously been like, you'd say, like expanding her portfolio, as it were, like branch out in other games. So she has choices. She can come and say, yes, we love her there. She can stay in this game. And she wanted, she could do Valentine. She could probably do any game. That's, that's the scale she's at. The one problem she has is this, which is if we're really in a world now, especially like you say, Rich, if it's not even like necessarily like someone in an office who knows the game, Picking well, actually, we don't need this person. It's someone sort of coming in, like right. You've got like a week to fire X number of people and clear up Y amount of dollars off the budget. Well, I'm sorry. She is someone, by the way, who can command a very high day rate slash contract when she works. And and I've got to say this. It's been a rich point, and I don't deny it. I would care if she wasn't on the broadcast, rich. But I think you're right. I think no real fan in terms of just random, you know, the average fan, the aggregate fan out there. I don't think they really would tune out if laws there instead of Mm shocks. I don't. I don't think, by the way, if neither of them, I think if they had a brand new person who really was just a kid's TV like the joke is you could bring Frankie over, they'd probably still watch. <laughs> like, So I'm sorry, unfortunately, if you really are making crazy big cuts, yes, of course, by the way, you fire the no-name observer that none of us even knew that did a job that's essentially invisible and we'll only know if someone fucks up why they were important. But I'll tell you what, the other thing you do is you take off what you call the big ticket items. You go to something like that and go, wait a minute, look, yeah, it's a legendary figure, but are we really paying this person like four times what are the other person... I'm sorry, that's actually the thing, so one thing I'm saying is this: I won't actually predict it'll happen, but what I'll predict is this, I think there is a much, much higher than zero chance now that this maybe is like the last year of shocks on LEC or something, or maybe she goes and does something else. maybe it's counter-strike, maybe it's some, Maybe it's even league but in another capacity, maybe she only does the international events, whatever it might be she's the obvious person where I feel like a cynical person might try to replace them or cut them, and it just would free up budget I'm afraid, so it's not something I want but that's something I'm looking at, like, I, I, right now it's okay it is kind of it is a big cs of it you already would do that anyway in theory to sort of keep playing both sides and keep the spinning plates. But I'll just say, watch for the rest of the year. That's what I'm going to keep my eye because I think that's a concern for me, is if you look at the way they've done the talent thing, we've discussed on past episodes, they clearly are very cynical with how they bring the guests in, and then let them have like one or two weeks, and then gradually like introduce them more. There's clearly a game being played there with some of the irregulars and a bit of back and forth and negotiation, who's a contractor, who's not. Then you go to the whole tech angle. Mate, they just got lucky. That's all that happened this one week. They just got lucky. Because if it was even a normal lec week there's way more pauses and delays and just like the nightmare ones that i was talking about some of insight where i've always thought the stupidest thing about league is they're so slow to identify that it's going to be a 50 minute break like in CS we just throw back this is where me and Richard literally made our names in broadcast you throw back to us and then we entertain for 20 minutes then you go it's coming back now you take a minute of sort of back into the game or what about you know train coming up now and then you go back in the game they don't do that in league what's mad in league is they'll do that fucking draft screen that takes 20 minutes and then they'll just hand you in the game two minutes into why does every pause by the way happen like five minutes into the game it's insane how many of those games have done that they're so bad already at filling. And then as I pointed out on somebody inside, bro, the one guy you've made sit on the sideline is Quickshot, who, by the way, is in league, the god of filling. He would be like the only person I would trust on that broadcast. Could pull something out of his arse, make it funny, do something unique, iconic, fill the time, and then suddenly you're back in the game. And you know him, you trust his face, his voice. Like, that's, it's already silly that, that through totally separate happenstance, they don't have him on the broadcast right now. And then I'll say this as well, which is, when it comes to People's response to this. Oh my God, I've got two quick things I have to say on this because these are mental. Like, first of all, there was people, unironically, on Reddit. Remember, these are the same people, guys, hold this thought, that were critiquing, like, my understanding of the LCS broadcast and economics and walkouts and how much the teams make. These same people were posting, and these aren't, like, comments I find at the bottom of Reddit where you have to expand a thing out and it's minus 50. No, these are, like, plus 280 points or something after thousands of people have seen them. There were comments that were just like, I don't get it. I thought the LEC viewership had gone up. It's like... That's like a non-sequitur, mate. What, what's, the, what's the... That would be, unironically, like suggesting that, like, because a guy in sports was really fast, he must just be the wealthiest. It's like, what, where's the... Where's the connection? Does he have Does he have deals with corporate things? Has he established himself? Has he built his... Brand? Like, just doing the thing. That, the, that metric doesn't connect to the other one. And so in this case, spoiler, if you haven't figured out yet that none of these leagues, including the LCK, are making any money, you literally don't even know what you're talking about. You aren't even qualified to not know what you're talking about in this conversation. And then that leads to the last one, which was, this'll give you a laugh. Here's actually a laugh I can bring to the table. There was a comment, mega upvoted, you might see it on my Twitter, I'll probably do a video about it, where a guy actually said, and he really thought people, that he was standing up sort of in a crowded room where everyone's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He thought he was like the guy standing up like, hey, this is the obvious thing. He stood up essentially and said, just run the leagues at a loss already, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's like, holy fucking shit that you think now in 2024, they have some big bag of money and now they could run it at a loss. It was a loss the whole time for every second ever that you were in esports it was running at a loss in fact the whole point of that shit I made of last year about all the insane like hundreds of millions that the LCS teams poured in is if anything it was even worse in past years we've actually sort of taken a more reasonable dip down and sadly last year we've all been actually like trimming the fat anyway which is why I think now these cuts just brutalise the industry because we've already sort of gotten rid of the more unnecessary people in a lot of these companies so the idea by the way that people actually were saying that like and by the way the other implication built in there is mental of sort of like hey just run it how I want it with millions and pay the players millions and pay faker millions and have worlds with a giant fucking augmented reality dragon flying around and at the end I don't want to pay anything and I want you to just lose millions you twat it's like What sort of fucked up sentiment even is that? Like, even the way that's phrased is so fucking... It's so entitled, but it's also just so rude. Like, what the fuck is that? Because he said it, by the way, as if it was just the obvious thing you could do. Like, as if for real, money literally does just grow on trees. Just just go in the garden and pick some more money and just put it in the game. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, someone has to fuck the bill for all this shit. It's really expensive. It's really expensive.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure how you're so out of touch. You're so passionate, involved enough in esports to have such a, a you know, such an a uh, believe your opinion needs to be out there, but still be so out of touch that you don't realise that actually nothing is making money <laughs> in esports. And it never has done. I actually this is this is kind of sort of irrelevant actually. But just while we're on that topic, the fact that esports been running at loss forever. Oh. And now it's we're actually I guess considering esports has always been running at a loss. We're only kind of recently in the last few years seeing the real consequences of that, essentially, with things like the Overwatch League shutting down, quad leagues oh. getting back, and stuff like that, right? Um, do you think esports will ever be profitable as a whole, as an industry? Doesn't I mean, someone
2: say it. the whole point of the devil in your ear if you invest in esports is they always try to make it seem, funny enough, like a lot of other things in the world. That I won't reference, but I'll give you the obvious outcome, which is there's certain things that, like, for example, like crypto is the obvious one. The, one of the things that people often solved the dream of why you needed to invest in crypto was that notion. You'll have heard of this one, Rich, even though it's ridiculous. It's the notion that, like, at some point, like, actually, even like the Federal Reserve in America would actually change from like the dollar to like XRP or something <laughs> So the notion is and this is why I'm giving this analogy. The idea is, even though when you held it, it wouldn't have been worth that much now, the second they ever signed that though, that day you essentially would become like engorted goated air, wouldn't you? So it's kind of like in esports. They it's it is fairly open that you will lose money, but the notion is, yeah, but if you're there and you have your foot in the door when, you know, the magical question mark, question mark, question mark, <laughs> someone figures out monetization, then everyone's assumption is yeah, but then I'll be making it in. So in a in a fucked up way, like It it feels, and this is the sentiment, it feels like it's inevitable it will get monetized. I just don't know how, and I don't know what the path would be. But that everyone else is in the same boat is the weird thing as far as I can tell. What's your thoughts, Rich? I,
0: I don't think so. I think that basically two things will amalgam which they kind of already have and will continue to amalgam but become more and more one-sided which is the original thing that we were talking about years ago, literally podcast probably from five six years ago talking about this like concept investor carousel where actually for a time period you don't need to make any money or be oh, profitable right. because you just keep flipping it and the flip yes. makes the money and evens everything out again it goes back to zero and then they lose money lose money then they flip it the great fall concept exactly right? and we've already we've now that's over now like you're not yes. going to see like tsm had to give up their elite uh lcs slot for whatever it was like eight million or something stupid so that's over but right on time here come the saudis and the thing is i Uh, i think that basically the saudis will just like esports isn't sufficiently big that the saudis can't just basically straight up buy the whole thing by the way i think they will just buy the whole thing or the middle east i should rephrase will just buy esports essentially so at that point it won't need to be profitable or it won't even, it will be in its own ecosystem. It's just an arm of the Saudi. So what even is profit at that point? Like, I think it will just become like an abstract concept at that point where they'll just decide, basically they'll set, the bar for like player salaries and stuff at whatever they want that to be because they will essentially have monopoly. You know what?
2: I actually have some info I could give you there. Some of it is taken from Richard's work where he does obviously his videos where he talks about this topic a lot. But some of it also was, there was a tweet the other day. If people don't know, Richard will know this. Maybe Hockstruck uh, might know him, but the other people won't. He's not like a super famous outgoing person in this sense. But there was a guy who worked for Team Liquid who was called Mike Milanov and his alias is Thick's Nation. And basically, if you ever saw him, like he was on the head team of people, but he wasn't Nazgul and he wasn't Steve Aronson. He's the other one, basically. He's one of the main people. He now doesn't work with them anymore. He works in a project called Quidia or whatever that thing's called, which is some sort of like an e-sports project from the Middle East, right? And here's the thing. There are two pieces of info that when you hear this, you will actually get... Like, I was thinking of the old model, Foxtrot, of, like, it, it will either die or it will one be demonetized. Mm. Rich is mm. right. If it goes down this, like, side route of the Middle East it, essentially, it never does have to make any money. It'll just have funding from a, the, the 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 petrol pipeline will be the money pipeline from the Saudis or the Qataris, etc. So the premise goes like this. One, it's already been said that some of the shit that the ESL FACET group is doing with Gamers 8 and ESWC and that, one of their plans in the future is, like... They're gonna do it in a very like, pernicious way, the way they're going to get everyone in esports. They're going to do things like, initially, you'll come to their tournament, because they'll offer mad prize money, and they'll secretly pay you appearance fees. But never mind that part, that'll just be the big orgs who get that. You'll come for the appearance fees, and then you'll bring all your teams, because like Gamers 8, they'll give a big bonus for whoever yeah. org in aggregate makes it the most. So then you bring all your teams, and then you're ready. You know all the costs. By the way, spoiler, Riot did this themselves. This is how Riot took over esports in League. What you essentially tell the owner of their team is, who's also losing money, I'll, co- I'll cover the costs, and you just get all the prize money. That's always been what they wanted. That's why SK Gaming's in League of Legends because they don't want to play the fights in hotels rich and then what? You're going to pay my player 25k but I get to say he's my player. That's like music to their ears in 2010 or whatever it was. So similarly if you tell them now, this is the banger Foxtrot what you tell them now and this is going to happen is, by the way, we've built all these luxury apartments in Riyadh as well. Why don't you have your boot camp here before you come for the SWC and eventually the joke will be all boot camps here are free. Just make it a second base here. Why yeah. don't you just come and then most of the tournaments will be there but that'll be convenient because you'll have your boot camp placed there so already you'll see all the teams and the players get there and then here's the maddest angle that Kidaya project the reason I brought it up is he himself did a tweet on January 25th listen to this set of sentences to anyone that is looking for work. We are going from 3,000 to 100,000 headcount the next few years. Feel free to reach out if you have five to 10 years experience and are a top performer in your role, right? I hope people heard the last number there. They're going from having 3,000 employees to they are going to hire 100,000. Essentially, by the way, that tweet may as well say, Everyone in esports, like what's your price? Like, come on over. (laughs) We can we can house a hundred thousand of you and you know what's way inside to anyone looking for work. Like you combine the org side and then the industry side, and by the way, the fans just watch whatever's on the screen. It's actually almost inevitable they're gonna win rich. Because at this point in time, like I said, that's why I did the good analogy to riot. It made sense that riot were able to take over. Not only did they have the legal right, but they they just did everything that you'd want. Like, you don't want to pay the cost, you don't want to pay the fees, you don't want to have to go to events around the world, you want to go to one studio. They gave the as it owns everything they want. So I think they'll do the same thing again, mate. I think that's actually how they'll get everyone. Yeah. Because it'll be too appealing. Like if your org itself loses millions, but then now you have to pay 200K less for boot camps. How are you going to say no to that? You don't, by the way, eventually, if you're a public org like FaZe, you'd even be troubling your shareholders if you start saying no to shit like that. Maybe yeah. that might get you fired.
0: Yeah. And I, by the way, as I said, I like, I guess my position has morphed slightly over like the last couple of years, or whatever. But I've always said, at least recently, that I genuinely have little problem with people who ha- feel that they have to take that because they're so ingrained or yeah, their they're, they're so, they're, they're foundations are so heavily put in esports sure. that it's just very difficult it just basically fucks up their whole life if they're forced to leave the scene essentially my m- issue has always been that if you're one of these people who's always posturing in a way where you're saying oh not oh not me never me i will never do that and then you do it that's where i start to have issues but by the way the last thing because this tilted the life out of me Will I call her out? Nah, whatever. You'll, you can find the tweet if you want. You can find the tweet if you want. <laughs> you've
2: not us now. Yeah, Give us blue I'll, bottles.
0: I won't, won't name who it is, but let's just say... Type in the chat so at least I know who it is. Come on, right. tell me who it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know at least. I'm not playing. i to know. I'll, I'll, I'll type know. it in. Uh... I get to know. Yeah. Because, <laughs> by the
2: way, shout out to all you pleb fans who watch like those fucking carbine corp- comms and go, this is very insightful. But then when, when me and Rich literally privately go to a player and ask him something, then we inform ourselves and tell you, you go, you don't know anything about this game. Like, can't win. Go on then, who is it?
0: Well, come on. I'll just say it and then bleep it because that's actually easier oh, than me saying it. But it's. Uh, oh, so so you, she, yeah. Well, someone yeah. on
2: the broadcast, yes. i
0: <laughs> so got me, easy she, for you there. She said, uh, she said um oh, What was it that? Oh, please spare a thought for all the people who are still working on the LEC because they're all suffering from survivor guilt. Uh, And I was like, oh oh, my my Lord, Lord. you've managed. To victimize the, yourself from still having a job and you've used the actual words, survivor guilt. Like again, yeah, The best part, by the
2: way, about that is you could also use it cynically to, against the Frankies in the world. Like, well, yeah. yeah, you should have survivor guilt. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead, <laughs> dead those yeah. people you were going to fight for. Like, they're dead. They're actually yeah. shot in the head with a bullet, so that's done.
0: Uh, but it's been, again, obviously, that's ob- obviously I know what she's trying to know, say, but, but yeah. it is so sure. ill-advised, like, Jesus Christ, and like, come oh, on. But
2: way, don't worry, they all did, even though they didn't get banged on, because that was because she was frost growing? loads of people in riot did the stupid frost growing thing too by the way did the sort of safe there wasn't fired tweet which again is just mad look i get why you do it but it doesn't come off well mate. that just looks like you're like oh is everyone here fired i've got my jobs that's all right though so at least i'm still here though so Uh, brilliant oh good for you then You maybe we can pay attention to the people who are fired not you you'd have gone
1: (laughs) it is a fair point though when you are when you survive layoffs it's like you, that is a that is of also yeah, it's awkward yeah. also it's the
2: awkward you know, Rich actually is sort of being magnanimous the way he was like should I call him no I won't I I won't I won't I, won't. I will uh, stay of execution okay I mean it's more
0: you know the way you know the way I make these judgment calls it's more like in the eyes of me as you know okay. the all-seeing no. okay. do you have a previous record no so I mean, I'll spare yeah. you a little bit okay. if you have Hard a history yeah. of this kind of thing I'll have no problem just you know straight up saying the name but as I said it's just Let's refrain from using terms like survivor guilt, shall we? Like they're fucking rape victims or some shit. Like, come on, man. You've got to keep your job. Let's maybe table those terms for a more appropriate time.
1: Let's go on to our next topic of the day, shall we? I think we natted on enough about good old LEC. Um, let's talk some more about the LEC. Uh, calming core yes this team um kind of struggled to be honest here in their first split in the lec there was hype about them coming in but at the same time there's hype about them wiping their ass so i'm not quite sure how <laughs> we want to i can't believe really take... i someone beating them at
2: this point in time you know what <laughs> happens so it's okay it's all good
1: i mean, think it's a fair comment though it is. It. it is. true. <laughs> so i'm kind of you know yeah Pinch assault on that one, but they started out zero and seven. Uh, and there are only nine games in the split, so we were looking at the zero percent win rate. Uh, Core here in in the LEC, but I'm gonna say, unfortunately, just for the memes, unfortunately, they won their last two games against SK and surprisingly BDS, who, <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're seven and two, yeah, so they only lost two games, and one of them was the Carmine Core. Um, yeah, so that was a good comeback, I guess, at the end there. But still, disappointing, I would say, uh, as a season, uh, you know, inaugural season here. But it is early days, obviously, for this squad. But what happened? What happened here? Um, you know, were the expectations actually higher, or was this kind of a realistic result for Keiko? Um, yeah, what do we think? I can't remember who I went to first last time. It was the Rich. Wasn't it? No, it was, was, me, it it was, it was Rich me. It was you. All right, Thorin, talk to me. What do you think about Keiko?
2: Like the main problem is it all is buried within that whole meta topic of are they actually married to these French-speaking players and the ones from the RLs or not? Now this is where, sadly, another trigger of mine, Rich, is when I brought this up on some of the inside. As usual, the kinds of dickheads who occupy Twitch chat, which is just idiots who think they're insiders, as they go. Well, actually, I'll just correct you on that guy in the industry who knows everything. I don't. They were like, well, actually, if you watch their documentary, they make yeah. it clear they'll replace Anyone's Like anyone can say things, you fucking dickhead. Do you know why none of you can figure out who I am? Because I figured out years ago. You can just say stuff and press send tweet it doesn't actually have to represent who you were your whole life it's a magic trick i know i feel like for real sometimes when i use twitter i'm fucking vicky gervais's character in the invention of lying and i'm the only one who's figured it out and you're all just like holy shit but he says he is esports like it was a joke for fuck's sake have <laughs> you never met me my entire life the whole problem if anything is people would say i was taking things too light and making everything a joke suddenly that serious so basically when it comes to this topic the big problem i feel like is People don't know, and I don't know what is the actual vibe from the French part of Carmen Cup. We know what Yamato thinks. We have an idea what the players might think. We know what the fans think, but we have no idea actually internally. Do they ride with these players or not? Is it like almost a thing of like you're not even allowed to think if you're Yamato about replacing mid lane, for example? Is that not even an option? Are you just do you have to make this one work because that's to me the most fundamental thing about what can you change? What would I change? What would I do? Because I have to say. Spoiler: I think the best part of this team is the the overall vitality players. It's Bo and fucking upset. And they're easily the best part of this team. And then you know what the third best part is? Fucking Yamato Cannon. One, I actually think Bo, by the way, even though he's lost tons of games, it's actually be very good as a jungler. He's actually had a pretty good split. There aren't that many good junglers at the moment. People like She even weren't fucking powered up on week one. Yeah. They got caught in the next week. So actually, for somebody who lost a lot of games, Bo was good. Upset. Listen, he definitely sort of gave up probably at the end of week two, if I had to guess. But that first week and a half, he was trying his fucking hardest mate he was doing everything he could he even was good in some of those games again he just didn't have any agency you look at the other three the other three in different degra- gr- like degrees of gradation are fucking criminal like I think the most number one criminal person is Targamas yeah. like I'm telling you right now this is not the way this guy played when he was in G2 he definitely didn't play this way when he was on the ERL last year but this is like what he was like in XL people heard the. remember you've heard the voice comments from both those teams he doesn't talk and it's not like he doesn't talk as in someone else leads the lane that happens. If you play with Hans Sama or something like that, you know, that's fine. My problem here is he doesn't even talk in like team fights, bro. He doesn't even call shit out. He doesn't even time anything. Like, I, I can't conceive of that part. Like, for real, he's actually not talking. I mean, people have seen the comments by now. He's not talking to the extent that it's almost like if you have a mute player in Counter-Strike, and eventually, the other vocal guy has to take over for him as well, and the joke is, people like Bo were just talking for everyone by the fucking end, so Targamas is just utterly criminal, because you've seen with your eyes it's been terrible, he's never looked good basically, except maybe like one game, the whole split, and then you hear the voice comes, and that's game over, I'm sorry, I've heard this in two teams now, mate it's two totally different sets of players, and you've done it twice, he has to be gone, that's and by the way, on that one, I'd even say I'll I'll approach the French with a fucking olive branch that goes like this, he only Speaks French. He is Belgian for fuck's sake. Like, I tell you what, if you need to replace him, get an ERL French player. How about that? There you go. Problem solved. Joke being steel back. If he still plays, probably would be way better. There you go. I've solved that one for you. Although he's more of an LDLC player, I guess. There you go. I actually do know a bit about the leagues. Then the other two, even though everyone banged on Cabo, he was the one I always was riding with because I've just seen him play for too many years. And what do you know? By the end of the split, especially when he got a broker champion and they ganked for him. He actually can carry. He can have a good game every now and then. He's not total trash. And if you even watch some of the first games in the split, like, here's the problem with that Malphite game. That's just a terrible draft. Once you've already locked it in and you're in the game, I don't know what you want him to do at that point in time. Like, what? But what, if, if I brought fucking Bin and Zeus and put them on that pick in that game, what would they do in that game? You know what I mean? Like, I actually think he had no agency in that game at all. So after the initial lane phase, there was nothing he could do. That was just a terrible draft from the outset. They never should have picked it. And then, so I would say Cabo's, like, my third worst problem. Uh, set, number one is Targamos. The second is just clean number two. And the reason why, there's two reasons it goes like this. One, he's even playing his fucking champions. Like, you might not think it if you haven't watched him in the RLs. Azir is his best champion, guys. This guy should actually be carrying and closing games. And he's even been given leads and CS leads and kills on these champions and done nothing. The worst thing about him is that he he actually does the thing where... The joke is, I think the way Targamas gets away with doing nothing is he is just the support at the end. You're just the cherry on top anyway. This guy, if you're a Fed here, you're the meat and potatoes of the whole team, mate, and this guy does nothing in fights. Like, he doesn't even... Pre- he's The joke is, at this point in time, if he wasn't fucking French, I'd ask, is this a Chinese import to the Ultra League? Because he's doing fights <laughs> where he's not pressing buttons. He's not pressing the arbor. to banger if you know the reference. He's not pressing the fucking alt. And by the way, to have champions like fucking Akali and Azir and not be using your alt in fights, it's like you are just a fucking... The worst thing is, the reason I get so annoyed about this is not just how he's playing. You're actually fucking up blowing Upset's career and Yamato Cannon's career by the way because sadly they're always going to be the fan magnet for all the shitty comments and so they're tanking all this abuse but then we're acting like like what rival of Upsets by the way ever had a team like this? Whatever, What rival of Upsets would you ever have been able to release a comms where they don't even talk or they just int or they just don't press buttons? Like I think as a basic bare minimum requirement speak the same language say what you are going to do and press the buttons is about I thought that was just taken for granted maybe that should have been the contractors step one. Maybe they got me on the legal terms there. I just said to play in our team. My mistake. I thought I thought you meant to actually play well. So to round it all out, my biggest problem is I one thing I would never do personally is I would never keep this five-man lineup. This five-man lineup, I know what you're going to say. Twenty-nine games. No, I, I, I saw all the nine games, though, and the nine games were so egregious. And by the way, the very fact that they suddenly looked good to decent uh, when it didn't matter is even yeah. more damning. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Everyone's going to go the other way. And go No, that proves they could do it. No, no, what that proves is when you tell Targamas this game doesn't matter, magically you can press a button. When you tell Sack and Archie we're already out anyway. Oh no, I completely. Well, that's too late. I pay you to play when it matters. So the problem is, I would personally go ham. Like, at a minimum, I'm replacing mid and fucking support. Like, there shouldn't be ones right there, but for mid, you can do many people. You could do Abadagi. You could do some ERL players. You can even do a French one again. Go get a talent for I mean, the sad thing is that the Zikoui guys in fucking Brazil now, you could have brought him in. If he was available, he was a good (coughs) player when I saw him elsewhere. And then if you have to clean everyone out, you can do Cabo too, but I think he might even be possible to redeem. So the saddest thing is, I do feel like the bases of the team, both Upset and Yamato, that's a brilliant base to go from. You could do a lot with that. I think you could rejig this team. Even just one change might be enough. Give like a dominant bot lane with Upset. Maybe that's one lane that's going to win there. But the main problem, like I say, to bring all the way back, is I feel like a lot of this is just like talking around a solution that I don't even know if it does exist. I don't know if the org want to do it. I'm really scared actually that these last two wins will just make them run it back with the same fight personally. I have this real fear that it's just gonna be more of the same.
1: I I'm gonna jump in before I let you continue here, Rich. One of the things I noticed about the narrative around KC, it's really quite an interesting case study because whenever whenever there's such a huge fan base. That it's always always going to be the opposite right the more someone is liked or popular, oh, sure. the more you gain haters and and whatever really for no reason so i feel like as much as people were cheering well as much as french people were cheering casey on everyone else was was cheering on them to to fail and i'm not going to go too much in depth because you know you don't care about my opinion we want to hear what you guys have to say but i will say one thing that has really great grated my grinded my gears is is the uh is Yamato Cannon the response to Yamato Cannon the amount of times I've seen on Reddit or on social media in general people calling Yamato Cannon like a paycheck thief, waste yeah. thief like oh yeah I mean he this team was doomed as soon as they signed him like and then memeing him like gentlemen we are on a mountain like of course maybe that's a little bit <laughs> so maybe a little bit cringe, but it's this man. His track record, by the way, is actually also, phenomenal. Impression. By the way, you should work on that. You
2: could actually nail it, gentlemen. We're here at the top of the mountain. Will you take me to the next? You could do that. I think you could nail it. You actually right. had the. I've got the vibe. At least I felt the vibe when he said there it.
1: There you go. It's kind of shocked like it, it was good. Management. Yeah. There you go. It's good. But this is it. They just think he's someone who gives speeches and stuff. It's like when he was on Splice, right to begin with he no that <laughs> team was thoroughly pretty much average honestly oh. and he they still in my opinion overperformed yep when he was on um vitality vitality obviously they overperformed that was fantastic stuff there and was- i'm even going to say Fnatic most recently how how like this yep. crap was that team you know dysfunctional is a the word there you go that's the word he somehow dragged them into some form of success as well like there is i'm sorry but you just cannot shit on Yamato canon for his 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 track record his past and what he's been able to achieve and the only reason people are doing it is because uh he became popular via his nutsack right on discord that's it. If he'd faded into obscurity and then yes. came back, people would be like, oh, and here he comes, Gandalf the White, at K- KC's time of need. You know, that's genuinely how people would perceive him. And they'd start calling him in, like, coach jail. Like, oh, there's nothing you can do with this team. There's absolutely nothing. He's too, you know, you, all- you might have counted as better. It's just so, it's, it's frustrating, honestly, to see. KC obviously has their problems. And coaching is one of the roles that is the most difficult to quantify as far as success and effectiveness goes in fact i would say impossible but his track record speaks for himself and i just think honestly he is not the problem (laughs) he is absolutely not the problem um yeah and so that's my that's my rant over rich what do you think about kc and what's going on here and if you do have any remedies or solutions what would you do
0: Well, I can actually kind of answer the thing that Thorin asked at, Ooh, the, f- okay. at the start, which is, okay. in term Like, this obviously isn't completely conclusive, but I feel like it's pretty conclusive of the French conundrum, which is, for people who don't know, and there's no reason why you would, I've referenced it on EuroLeague, but that's the only reference I've seen to it, Mac and Pad were offered to coach K Corp like early-ish in the off-season, or obviously at least earlier before they were uh, talking to you and Marta Cana, at least, and they said no on the basis... That they had to keep those fucking French players. Right. And Yamato and Bill people will say, oh, well, then it's Yamato's fault because Yamato was like all in on keeping the French players. Guys, please just try and understand how like real dynamics of human fucking living works. Like he did not have the vitality offer, for example, like Mac yeah. and Pad had. Do we know what they would have chosen to do had they not had the vitality offer? We don't know the circumstances under which Yamato accepted that offer, but obviously he thought for the betterment of his current situation that he wanted to take that offer. Maybe he had no other offers. And then, haha, well, that's because he's a bad cut. Whatever, shut the fuck up. Like, he, that's the situation. Mac and Pad were offered that lineup and they said no. Yamato Cannon was offered that lineup. And again the implication is there wasn't really much flexibility when it came to those french players so yes in essence he has somewhat co-signed that but again if that was his only offer then you know this stuff still needs context so i do not believe that kc want to get rid of these players at the very least let's say whether or not i mean Targamas has to go like that that one is just completely egregious and hey guess what k-corp technically he's belgian so you know there's your get out of jail card (laughs) Get him out of the door. The sacrifice
2: to the gods, you know. Exactly, Keep yeah. Keep the two, but let him go. Come he's on.
0: only half French, you know. Yes. Quasi-French. <laughs> Get him out of there. Problem solved. Uh, but yeah, he's got to go. That's like, first and foremost, the starting point. By the way, something on the side... I know this is like mean and petty or whatever, but I do find the nicknames that Reddit has been using for the players really fucking funny. And the most a- a- actually applicable one is shaken forsaken because he yeah, is, is just scared to pull the trigger yeah. he is just perpetually he's got all the fucking tools all the resources like no, uh, can i press the r button By no the way, I've genuinely i've said this to monty i
2: I, even though we talk about like choking or people having nerves, dude, normally it actually manifests as like misplays and stuff. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen this though. Like, I was saying to Monty, it's almost like he has that thing from golf, the yips, where he just can't, he just can't part, he can't do the the move. Like, it's like he can't, he genuinely feels like he can't press the button.
0: Yeah, but you know, the closest thing I've seen to this split, although it's it, for completely different reasons, is I have to say, even though he's like one of my absolute favorite players or whatever, Larson is playing like a fucking pussy okay. right now. Sure. But I feel like he's doing it for sure. KDA. He knows. The teams oh, do yeah, yeah, gosh. and he's like, Fuck it, gosh. whatever. I'm just yep. not gonna go in on this 3 yep. 0 LeBlanc. Fuck it, why not? I might die. So, yeah, but no, sh-
2: after seeing the way Larson's played. You know what, Reckless? Maybe it's a Swedish thing, mate. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a Swedish thing, mate. Good yeah,
0: I, I think... Uh, I mean, yeah, some of the other names are a bit lazier. You know, Cabozo's not great, really, is it? I like Cabo uh, Shard. Cabo, Cabo Shard,
2: yeah. just shitting it. I know, that's nothing. Especially because Bozo's right there for Bo, you morons! <laughs> yeah. You morons! I yeah, you missed that one?
0: Yeah, I do like the it's one right that there. I came up with myself <laughs> geniusly, which is Targa, Mass, Int. I think mean, that one's quite good,
1: you know. By the way, the bad. best
2: one, ever uh, because it's so, but it's, uh, how, one of those ones that's so bad it's good, is when idiots on HLTV.org to make fun of ninjas in pyjamas in CS instead of seeing the obvious one that's right there, that you'll guess in a second, they were, ha ha, ninjas in clowns, and then Richard was like, clowns in pyjamas is right there. You've actually picked objectively the worst <laughs> version of like whatever you're trying to do with that nickname, like Ninjas in class. doesn't even mean anything, man. Me. That sounds like some old <laughs> pod movie. About. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, so I think Target Mass, no matter what, he's got to go. Like without a shadow of a doubt, he's gone. And again, like there are, if you want to say ah, but you're listing problems but not solutions. Paris Camellius, import, like whatever. There are like options that would be objectively better. to be better. talent, surely. Yeah, if it, you
2: just pay the money for, you sure,
0: for sure, for um, sure. And then. Uh, yeah, I I think for me personally, I've always said for like the last eighteen months or whatever, Cabochard is like a gatekeeper top lane. And what I mean by that is like he's been fisting people for the most part in the ERLs, but I do feel like his weaknesses were likely to be exposed at the LEC level for me personally, so I'm not like particularly surprised by how a lot of his games go. He did get shit on for his early Gragas game, which he actually played relatively well, but was like one of those results-based analysis things. But then after that game, he was kind of pretty fucking bad until it didn't matter anymore, so I'm not really going to give someone that experience to pass for that. Um, I would probably. Personally- I'll tell you something,
2: Rich. Stuff so I find really weird. I know you watch some of the RL games. So here's an angle that just puzzles me: that people do. On the one hand, the same people will tell you. I mean it's a lie, but they'll go, These players were crap in the ERLs, like Clavachard wasn't even good in the RL. like I, I don't even know what you're talking about, you say that. But then the reason why it's so weird that they would imply like ERL levels not close to LEC is because then they turn around and tell us the reason we're all morons for not picking mad lines to be good is because some of them were in like EU Masters <laughs> final. It's like, Well, which is it? So them not winning EU Masters makes them awesome again, LEC level. But Cabachard, who's like won it one billion times, he's just trash. Like, well, which is it, mate? Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you think, but like one of the other things after I frustrators i know you weren't high on carbine cop anyway but there's no way you would have thought these players would all play like this the french ones like they looked way better in the RLs, mate when they were in like actual lfl 10 times better than this yeah i
0: do i do think that cabochard like for for the last i don't know how long he's been in the RLs now let's call it three three years i think Mm. but for the vast majority of that time he was just like either the best top laner or there or thereabouts but and or, or he had like he'd have like a low uh He'd do, like, the Otto thing, where or, like, the SOAS thing, where he'd start playing not very well for a bit, but you knew when EU Masters came, like, he was going to be mega again. Right. So that happened a couple of times. I do think that he was a lot patchier this last couple of splits in um, KC. But, again, I never had the feeling like, oh, but he's just lost it or something. I felt he was more on cruise control. But I did think that even when he was playing well, the things that he was getting away with were... Like how he played, he he was very lazy with wave management. Let's say in a way that Fair LEC enough. players don't allow you to get away with. Targamas, by the way, is someone who I actually thought was getting Targamas was getting outplayed by good supports in ERLs. Like when nice. he played, for, um they they beat um Gamers Origin three two in the best of five in the uh, EU Masters. Camellius was gapping the shit out of this guy. Like it was e- embarrassing. And then I also had the added information, which I've been like pushing for fucking years at this point with players and like team construction in general. How fucking bad like, why do some people just refuse to pay attention to super important elements like communication, by the way? I've been telling people for years: Targamas is a mute. This guy does not speak at all. And then you've got people like what like vega or like veteran who they'll always say like oh my god why doesn't this team just sign self-made it's like are you stupid why are you so it's autistic man like please just understand that human dynamics matter you can't sure. just look at the fucking hands and say this guy will fit here nemesis would be a great fit here no like they have huge inherent flaws which keeps yes. them from being really good players Targamas was good on G two, but he was playing with an AD carry who is literally like meme levels of sociable, and I will carry all of the comms willingly, and I actually rather you probably don't talk because that's my role, and it's going to be like a com hell if they're both talking a shitload. And he got to play his center a lot because, by the way, people don't talk about this as well. Think about how flexible that G two team was in draft. Oh. Really, Targamas gets to play center every game because his fucking top is drawing a million bands or Caps is drawing a million bands. What a shocker. And then he plays on a less good team and he never gets to play it. And now he has to play conventional sports and look shit. Who could possibly have guessed? This team construction was horrible. And I said it from the start that even though I like some of the pieces and I even praise the bow pickup because like, that's baller. I'm really glad Bo's on the team. I think he's really talented. And by the way, I agree. I think bow he's made loads of mistakes, but that's because this guy's playing on like the fucking edge of a knife every game. Cause he knows he has to carry basically. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he's like in the gray and yeah, he's done his fair share of inting, but he's also done his fair share of getting the team ahead at 10 minutes. And then they just fuck it all up. That's by the way, look at the games, especially early where KC was ahead at 10 minutes. Like, it happened a lot by the way if the game ends there they're probably like you know four and five or whatever so yeah i just think the team construction from the start was horrible and by the way i tweeted this yesterday or whenever it was and this is 100 come true already in terms of at least the k-corp fan perspective which as i said imagine if k-corp get baited into keeping these players on for an extra split because these fucking games that don't matter and then all the k-corp fans in my comments saying we are really loyal to our players and they have shown this week that they are amazing at the game and they just need more time, blah, 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 blah. It's like fucking Targamas played Bards. You think Targamas is gonna play Bard a gangster pick like Bard when it matters? Absolutely fucking not. And even if he does, he'll turn into Shaken. So like miss me with that shit. Absolutely not. Those games do not mean anything to me. They might as well be scrims. Because they were. They're glorified stage scrims. They do not mean anything, so I don't give a I don't give a fuck about that. So yeah, I think I would change support. I'd bring in an ERL, probably not Paris by the way, because again, to what I said earlier, as far as I know, he was interviewed by loads of LEC teams, and even though he's probably the best mechanical sport, Turkish doesn't speak very English and visa issues, so probably not him. Right. But, but Camilius would be an upgrade. Um, again, it dep- it depends what you do with the other positions, but I think upset was generally like ADC, so plug and play that I can't really judge AD carry on a bad team too much other than the one criticism I'd levy against him was sometimes he did do that thing that Reckless did last time he was on Fnatic where he's just miles away from fights, like inexplicably. Um, And I can't just blame that on everyone. But by the way, the the one that everyone talks about, which is true, is trumped by what Targamas did, which was that famous river fight up by the Herald Pit or whatever, where they're like, oh, upset looks like he's coming. And then he goes back to mid. Do you know what actually happened, by the way? This is what actually happened. Upset starts moving up the river, then he sees Targamas flash in when none of his team is there. He's like, Oh, best go far the way. <laughs> like he he can't even be bothered to show up. But who could blame him? Like he actually can't be bothered. He's True. like, no, well, this fucking little inter's just done. Like, holy shit, man. Like, I do agree. Obviously, it was egregious. Like, what upset did, but at the same time, nah, that was like a diamond one solo queue game. So, yeah, I, I just think uh this team needs I would keep Bo. I don't think there's any point in. By the way, one thing I was impressed because I I'm low key like I would say I'm objective, but I'm low key like an upset hater in the sense that I'll dunk on him when I can and stuff like yeah. that, you know. But I was quite impressed with his comms when I when they uh, they showed the the comms thing. Yeah. Obviously, the contrast is his support apparently can't speak English because he's not saying anything. Uh, but yeah, upsets comms were he was doing his best, like he was putting Remember... out. People
2: imply I, they would either think he's either a diva like Rex and he doesn't talk and he's just doing what he's not, you know, not joining, or they, or the famous retort is they say just <coughs> he's greedy and he calls everything around himself. Dude, his comms sounding great.
0: Yeah. And but they're really good, but they're also improved as well because when he was on Schalke, for example, I know that his comms were not near that level. So that is something that's definitely evolved. But fair play, you you get yeah. credit for evolving as a player. And what's hilarious is the two least egregious players on the team, Upset and Bo, were also the two who were trying the hardest in game. What's no, the best thing for real about releasing those
2: fucking comms was that it actually, for real, it it was like the ultimate reply to all the Bo haters. Yeah. Because they would all assume he's just the scared guy. The yeah. fact that I even assume, like, could he even speak English? Like, bro, he's th- the joke. Is he's the one who talks the most? Yeah. He's actually trying his absolute hardest. Mm. That guy. I felt really sorry when he had those comms. I didn't realize it was that bad. Holy yeah. fuck!
0: And he's oh, he's obvious. By the way, in contrast to upset in this case, he's obviously struggling with the comms. Like, it's oh, not. Sure. It's not. It's not like he's fucking Yankos, like perfectly puppeteering everyone around the map. But he is trying, and also his individual performance was the best on the team. Upsets was. Again, he's AD carry, like, whatever. You almost have to put it in a separate category. But he's not turbo into the game like Cabochard did in some games, like Targermas did in every single game apart from the bar game. So, yeah, I would I would uh, go in that direction. Now, I definitely wouldn't run it back another split. Like, fuck me. You are absolutely mm-hmm. coming to the bottom two again if you run it back uh, another split. And the coaching stuff, I'm not even going to comment on because I have no fucking idea. But it doesn't... Uh, I I'll t- I'll say this, and I said this on Twitter the other day. Like, the drafts, the net drafts were like better than average if you take like the spectrum of all the teams drafts, yeah. they actually by the way they were one of the only teams who annihilated a couple of drafts as in other yep. teams are just fucked like it's over I hate it when people like saying nah, it's over in draft but like so far as that's ever a thing it was actually over in draft and then the team entered it away so also,
2: why don't get the hit on your mouth mate. again bear in mind presumably he didn't pick the players he has to work with them I think he actually even some of the lost games did some good drafts like what they're doing as fans I hate when they do this is you just say whoever lost the game drafted badly like yeah. that's not even true i think some of those drafts even did a good job the players just fucked it up yeah. like he gave by the way like i said people like sakin got their fucking champion like off M- most of the games in fact most of the games that looked like he got people what they would ask for it looked like bo got what he wanted Cabachard maybe had one or two picks but even then he looked at he got like he got the fucking rumble like what do you want
0: yeah and yeah oh mid i'm really commenting on mid but oh, mid is uh, i mean if you if you want to be like oh i'm going to only do one or two changes or something like if you change mid instead of top or vice versa i don't really care but i would personally i think cabochard probably played worse but i would be more inclined to switch saken because i think how saken played badly is like really disturbing i don't think i got the impression that cabochard was just like scared to play the game or something this is like a 10-year vet who's like done it seen it all done it all like what Shaken was <laughs> <Saken> was doing <laughs> was, like, really disturbing. Uh, and a kind of weird, because, by the way, this is something else that the cult of K-Corp would have you believe beforehand, was, there will be no nerves on stage, these guys have played yep. the EU Masters, blah, yes, blah, blah. Bullshit. Yep. Absolute bullshit. I've never yep. seen someone look so shaky at their keyboard. Like what are we saying? So again, there's levels to this game, you know, playing EU Masters Some is not the Some people do believe
2: that. I know there were players, I, can't, I won't say who, but I, I know I had someone on Crackdown with Dom years ago, where I said something to them like, and you don't have much experience online or whatever, and they were like, what are you talking about? I played in a stadium in France in for 10,000 mm. and I was like, mate, that's not even like a studio LEC playoff game, you idiot, but sadly you won't know that until you're in this situation because if that was true, if you think about it, anyone in the TCL would be a god, wouldn't they? they play like a football yeah. stadium or whatever, like 20 thousand fans but as you say the difference is you, you, the, the, put it this way here's the joke rich obviously your fucking sympathetic nervous system doesn't know that that's why your arsehole will still be like that like a fucking <laughs> pinhole camera when you get on that LEC stage even if you have been on that Turkish stage there's different levels al- there's levels to the
0: game also it's like the, the defender's not scared of the fans they're scared of Ronaldo like oh, sure. Saken's sure. not scared yes. of the crowd he's scared of humanoid jumping on him or mm. Caps jumping on him like Yeah, it's it's whatever.
1: Let's get away from Sinky League of Legends, shall we? We've talked about that game far too long here. Let's move on to uh, an inarguably superior eSports. Overwatch is coming back, baby. The Overwatch Champions Series. Blizzard have partnered with the ESL Faceit group to bring us this fantastic new era of competition within that game. It's going to run in open format across EMEA, and north america LAN events involved as well and essentially face it is giving overwatch a platform alongside their existing counter-strike one so what do you think about that do you think this is going to be enough for overwatch to kind of claw its way back as an eSport, to bring it back into the limelight a little bit and to to revive it or are things still doomed for that game i still can't remember who i went to last time i think i wait
2: it was me in this last one.
1: Oh, dude, I was getting there, Warren. Rich, <laughs> tell me your thoughts.
0: I mean, here we go. ESL have got their mitts <laughs> on another esport, haven't they? And this will basically, this is them owning essentially the only esports ty- or events that will matter for this game. So that's another tick. Saudi now owns fucking uh, Overwatch. Um, I would say that Obviously, it's it's a step forward in the sense, of course, for people who are living under a rock. The Overwatch League was a complete fucking disaster and a complete shambles and an open circuit model with teams that can come and go and not, you know, have to make ludicrous upfront investments like, I don't know, a franchise fee or, I don't know, we're having these ho- homestand nonsense and you guys have to literally build stadia. Like, none of this bullshit. So already we're starting on sounder footing. But again, I think ultimately it won't matter because when you're the TO who is running and funded by Saudi, again, like a virus, it's just going to infiltrate into these teams and you're going to see... This will be what, what what will be more of an interesting talking point, actually, I think, going forward, which is we'll start talking about the competitive integrity of teams who are owned by the same fucking company as the TO. We're almost going to go back to fucking... Alex Garfield-tier nonsense when we're having to unpack all this shit in reverse engineering. Or sponsored
2: by the same people, same shit, yeah.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, I think... um, And by the way, as if this needs to be said, obviously the reason Overwatch League failed is because the revenue streams are terrible, essentially. Uh, But, spoiler alert, ESL might not be super interested in immediate ROI, I'd imagine. Probably don't really give a fuck. So, in terms of speccing the sport, in terms of being a player and so on this could go well. Like I I don't know exactly how it will look or what the salary levels will be like initially, but basically it will go as well as ESL is willing to go far or deep into it, essentially, because I don't think that Overwatch is a... uh, beautiful out-of-the-box esport title in the way, for example, that CS is like very speckable. And if you look at the breakdowns of like how many people play Overwatch, by the way, I think Overwatch is a very fun game to play. I think it is not a fun game to spectate personally. I know that over the years they've been like developing the spec client and all the rest of it. I still think it just looks like a clusterfuck on my screen. Like I don't think it's good to watch. I don't think it has, is a game that has like loads of wow moments or whatever. I don't think you get to see individual skill expression particularly. So for me, it's just not particularly good at esport title to spec in general. But this gives it the best chance of sort of navigating its way towards that, I suppose. By the way, side point, I would... If I'm, like, one of the teams that bought in, I know that they settled to a certain extent with, like, Activision Blizzard in terms of, like, leaving the league and some teams got money back or they obviously didn't have to make the full payments or whatever. I would be straight up suing, by the way. Like, the fact that these teams had to pay uh franchise fees which some of which they may have got back or whatever like okay but they also invested in like literal physical infrastructure and so on and now esl's like come in done a deal with activision blizzard that there's going to be an open circuit fuck you fuck you i want some fucking money I want some compensation. This is bullshit, man. Like, what were the most expensive uh, slots that were sold? Like, 20-plus million? Like, this wasn't 30, even... 30-plus, 30 potentially, yeah. yeah. These weren't even... Yeah, I think, like, after the Robert Kraft... The second and... ones, yeah. Yeah, they're... I think these were, like, really expensive. Yep. But like, double, like, LEC, LCS kind of level. So, fuck you. I am suing the fuck out of these people. Like, seriously, this is a joke. Even now it's you say that, open? though, Rich,
2: here's the sad thing. I agree they should, but I've experienced this. But I was in Flashpoint, so I know what I'm talking about here, here's the real problem you have. What it turns out if you ever like get these people over a fucking whiskey in private that they'll tell you, Rich, the owners of these teams is. Um, not only I won't do that, but I actually won't ever really go to war with the other orgs, even because in the same way as I need the other org to sell me a player in three years and see yes, yeah, so and this is Overwatch. In the same way, what if I want to work with like epic games in the future? Like, I don't want to, you know, maybe they'll let me in the next, like, believe it or not, they all use that stupid lot. But what if they let me in the next league? Like, so even though I agree with you, they should, by the way, this actually should be like a fucking watermark Won't you tell. The tos that you, the devs, you can't fuck with us like this. We waste our money. But sadly, I'm pretty sure they'll all just take it and go, "Oh well," <laughs> and then just leave.
0: Yeah, I mean, sadly. and again, the thing is, as I said, because I think I believe the Saudis will, or the Middle East will own basically own esports Every at some point anyway. What I yeah. would probably do in actuality is go to them and say, "I'm not going to sue you, but give me loads of money." Yeah, that's a good angle. Just give me loads yeah. of money, like pennies to you and i i got fucked and i want to continue working with you well you could you could dress it up put a bow on it make it nice like a nice conversation but give me some money please so yeah i i I think that this is good for overwatch fans for overwatch players this is good news of course i also think that it lends itself better as a game to an open circuit model because i think when you have an open circuit model for this, especially with uh, shooter games, you can build storylines so much better. Like one good thing about Counter-Strike is obviously you have like the three tiers, if you like, obviously there's more than three tiers, but you have like the online games, then like the smaller LAN events, then it culminates in the major. And they're usually spaced relatively well that you can build narratives, which leads to like the uh, the explosion at the end with whatever ends up happening. So I think that if... if um If they do a similar thing here, that could be pretty good. As I said, for me, fundamentally, Overwatch can never have the same kind of epic moments that Counter-Strike Esports is basically built on, where you always see these Twitch viewership spikes and stuff on the back of something crazy that happens in a five-overtime semifinal or whatever. Like, You just don't get that moment, so it's harder for this to snowball. So if, let's say, an American company was running this, then I would expect this probably not to last that long or to downsize or to salaries not to you know to for a salary bubble to burst pretty quickly it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because it is esl and obviously we know how that's funded so i think it's interesting for sure but to me it's almost kind of a little bit of a force as well like why overwatch like why why are we determined to have this be a premier esport for me it hasn't proven itself that it can even stand on its own if it does get good funding like i I don't really believe in overwatch as an esport and as i said to me the most damning thing is the player base to viewership conversion rate is like not good when you can compare it to counter-strike for example which has a very good player base to esport conversion rate so i'm not convinced but again it's just purely how willing are they uh to to fund this thing maybe it's kind of like when jeff bezos bought the expanse ip off netflix because he saw they were cancelling the show and he's like fuck you that's my favorite show and then he just funded it for like five more seasons maybe that's what's happening here maybe prince whoever blah blah is a really big overwatch fan and he just you know wants to play overwatch in which case good news for all overwatch fans i'd imagine
1: do you agree with that stuff then,
2: i mean the funny thing is i do actually think that most of this is just the Saudi angle like that's like the most important part because I can do the ESL part pretty quickly which goes like this ESL's already done this if people are not aware when StarCraft no longer was being supported by Blizzard and there was no more WCS and there was just BlizzCon essentially they did the same thing they allowed ESL to take it over it's part of Intel Extreme Masters now Intel Extreme Masters is back to being the biggest tournament in StarCraft 2 if people don't know and in fact they're even in StarCraft 2 now slowly sort of shutting down GSL in Korea like that, that game is sort of like on its last years but ESL gets to be sort of the one that they're the palliative care as it were you know and so I actually think it'll be the same with Overwatch because the reason why that part is a good move is ESL I might not like certain other things but they are incredibly they might be the most competent company ever at running big land tournaments and circuits like they're actually really good I mean the joke is as much as everyone for every constantly brags to me about how sick Riot production is brother Riot production can't even in 2024 like over 10 years later be in the same studio every week and just have the games start like what are you talking about in Counter-Strike they can go to a brand new location around the world bring the stage with them create the stage a day later be doing the matches four days after that end the tournament bring down the thing and we'll have almost no tech issues along the way at at Raw running tournaments there's a reason this company was there from the beginning and will probably be there at the end because they also by the way are fantastic at headhunting the talented people unlike Riot who do this weird creepy cult thing where you have to talk to like everyone within the team and sort of say like one million times. You love Riot. Actually, ESL just goes out, and if someone comes along in PGL and Counter-Strike, and does a bunch of production, they just hire that guy to do it for them. If someone comes in another game for Blast, if you don't know, they just hired recently, like, the main guy at Blast to be, like, VP of product or something at ESL, like the guy from Nicholas from Blast. He's now there now. So, they, they're actually a very competent company at running the tournaments. It's the other things I do. Been... So, I imagine, by the way, if you're an Overwatch fan, the bad news is there'll be less money than when, obviously, Blizzard was putting it in, but I actually bet the Circuit. I'll tell you right now, I it'll be better, I think it'll be a better circuit, you won't have stupid leagues I hope this week you'll just get an open circuit of tournaments, and if people don't know I'll tell you another reason that it was ter- terrible to watch Overwatch, it's because leagues are just boring, when it was actually the open circuit before then, like if people don't know they used to have a tournament in, Co- in Korea OGN Apex, it just was OGN Champions format, but in Apex that was banging, you can imagine a tournament like that is dope, you start with the group stage into the bracket, you watch all the big matches you have the, it's, it doesn't last like fucking six months, it just lasts like a month or something, that used to be great, so I actually think the circuit could be better, then if we go on to the Saudi thing, the most hilarious thing, there's two components is this one, you know that thing Rich, you'll have heard of this, where there's like a famous conspiracy lens that people try to use where they actually, their whole take goes with the initial premise, which is obviously a massive pill to swallow, the initial premise goes that all sports is rigged and the notion yeah. becomes that the reason you rig it is you're trying to sort of like do kind of a psychodrama in people's minds, so the Famous example they give Rich is like, you know, if you ever look at exactly when the Patriots dynasty took off in America, it's right after 9-11 when everything's about patriotism and jingoism, and you know, we've got to like fight the- essentially like I get I get how they tried to crawl by that narrative, but the joke is you could it it's actually top keck if I apply that to Overwatch Rich. Because if people don't know, think how incredibly on the nose this is. Last year in Overwatch, they run a national tournament called the Overwatch World Cup. Are you ready for who the final of the Overwatch World Cup was? If you don't know, in the past the best teams always south korea after that maybe like usa has done some runs china obviously has become better as the years US- oh no the final of the overwatch world cup was saudi arabia versus china like That's two on the fucking nose. That is just esports now, boys. Saudi Arabia versus China. And the joke is we're just fucking pawns and foot soldiers in this massive fucked up, sort of e-battle Cold War, apparently. So it was obvious to me they were gonna take over, but the reason I find it fucking hilarious is, I don't know if people know this, this is way worse than the League of Legends ones where fans used to pat themselves on the back or all the talent used to go on and on about how they'd never allow anything that's like anti-LGBT. No, no, guys, Overwatch is the game where they make the characters all gay and all like minorities and alternate sexualities. The whole fan base from day one was courted to be like, if you are in these marginalized communities, this is the game for you. Yeah. We care about you. We're doing it for you. We're trying to represent you. And then not that what they've done is they've not only sold the circuit to a country that doesn't acknowledge any of that and doesn't have it in the game but this almost like implies everyone who believed that now has to buy in or sell out to literally the people you claim to be against and as a last punchline because it's an obvious thing to say is you're really going to sit for like five years tweeting at Semler that he's like evil and like a piece of shit and you know hates gay people and then you're just going to support and work with people who kill gay people in real life like that is. This is the worst thing about esports. Is it is just like you know that famous saying like politics makes for strange bedfellows. Mate, the joke is the bedfellows in this case are actually making all these people look stupid. It's making them look like they don't believe or stand for anything, including bizarrely their own like right to exist. To live? Like, the weirdest one to me will always be this. I get it when it's a virtue signal where i never had any skin in the game. The ones I can't understand is the ones who publicly go on about how they themselves are like a pioneer for gay rights. And then you go to a country where you tell me that they'd kill you. Bro, I can't even conceive that one. That That's just so, like, in your face. I can't believe you can sort of put the blinders on and just go there. Like, like I say, it's one thing if it's just like, well, what about other people? No, what about you? What about you if you were just born there, mate? What would life be like for you? So actually, I think that's the ultimate thing that no one will ever address. By the way, don't worry. If you go onto any of the Reddits, as usual, it's the same refrain as in League of Legends and CSGO and Valorant, it's all, you know, oh well we have to do it this way to run the tournaments, oh well it's a shame, no one's going hard against it, because everyone knows the writing's on the wall this is the only way there's going to be an Xbox, as Rich said earlier, the joke is, because everyone was already losing money, and now there is no money to put in, suddenly someone comes along, essentially like, well good news, I've got loads of money and I don't need a return, well yeah, then you're going to get the whole scene, it's actually obvious, in fact as a fucked up thing to say, if we can't monetize it, why can't you have the scene like there wouldn't be a scene without them eventually at this point because we've all played this stupid high stakes game where we're because let's be real the one thing no one will ever do in this convo is no one is willing to ever go back to 2009 levels and rebuild we're not willing to do that and be businesses again so if we're in this world where we're all public companies and we're all the bestest of shareholders and every number metric must go up and the eyeballs well then you have to do this someone has to fund that insane race to the fucking bottom of these sports or whatever it is
1: yeah of course And that someone is the is the Saudis. Oh, is this
0: apparently in it? Yeah. Yeah. By the, way, by the way, by the way, I don't know if the, the article just left it out or like or I, or I looked oh, at it. Oh, by the way,
2: it's a free tip. If anyone's watching, you're not watching, but if you were, this is also why if you are from United Arab Emirates or Qatar, the joke is the reason you should definitely buy in is because half the fucking idiots have ever researched it and they'll keep saying Saudis anyway. So you'll actually get all the upside. We're not mm. the, people won't even know that you're... People, there's some people think Dubai's in Saudi Arabia. Like, you, you will win. You're like, they're actually, they're doing that fucking NASCAR thing where you can just drift behind them if you're smart like that's actually even a fire move if you Qataris get in now no one even no one except football fans no one even knows Qatar mate don't worry about it you'll be okay, you'll
0: that's, be okay. I've, I've I've spent so long talking about the Saudis that I always accidentally reference a Qatar World what Cup as, as the well. Saudi World Cup do, I yes, always just sure. fucking slip up on that sure. but yeah by the way I didn't see if it's in um it didn't look like I was in the article but it specifically talks about this circuit being for EU and NA or it's emea or whatever that's but right like, they, they
2: trimmed some other regions or something didn't but they? Yeah, yeah so
0: obviously like for people who don't know like yeah sure some of the na based teams had like asian players on but there was also like a shanghai team whatever is, does this circuit just yeah. not include any asians are they just not just not don't exist they're just not part of it and again for people who didn't know spoiler the asian players were the best ones so like what the fuck is this have they just like bought the rights to stream like the fucking? I mean, to be
2: fair, the country of China did sort of tell like Blizzard to fuck off with
0: Overwatch. Like there was uh, that one.
2: Like I get the Chinese one, like because they had like yeah. all issues with like the people distributing and all that shit. Like they like I think they just abandoned the game or something mad. Yeah,
0: some pretty good Korean players though. It's not gonna. Oh, there's some mega ones. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is because as I said, the the all the announcement articles only reference EU and NA. So odd.
1: But my tinfoil hat theory is Come they're on. trying to numb the Western market to Saudi Arabia as an esports sports hub. I mean, it's, it's going, going to work, to work,
2: work. right? Yeah. But The joke is, eventually, by the way, I mean, even on these shows where we're having like good angles, it does almost feel like we have talked the Saudi thing to death, and we've only been doing this like <laughs> like the, that topic. I think it's only been on the show for about a year, but. Yeah. Just for those, you almost have, like, fatigue from the concept, don't you? So I I actually imagine, by the way, I think most fans have already tuned out, mate. I think they have the initial week or two where they're like, oh, what's going on? And then they just watch the games and they're like, ah, who cares about that? You're just making too much out of it, aren't you? And then they just go back to the game. I
0: get it.
1: All right, let's uh, go on to our last game of the day. Counter-Strike. By the way, the when corner. that topic
0: reaches peak exhaustion is when I'm going to take the Saudi money. Because, <laughs> you know, then it
1: won't be a topic okay. anyway. And okay. as, <laughs> Thor- as Thorin always
0: says, they don't pay you to say yes. nice things about them. They just pay you to not say anything. Exactly. So do in the comments, let me know when you're bored of it. Because that is when I can ring <laughs> up the Crown Prince and you get my bag. You guys even
2: know, If anything, we could get way more than you. Because, like you say, you think they're paying... Think all the things I could say, mate. That fucking bill mm. will be huge. What are you talking about? I'll put, yeah. put another zero on there, Faisal. <laughs> <laughs> <Are> we,
1: <laughs> have, have we had enough of the... <laughs> yeah,
2: it's cool. Let's go on to the next one.
1: Good old Faisal, old buddy, old pal. I am say Yes, Counter-Strike. playing starting soon. Um, Pretty standard stuff I'm going to ask you about this, guys. Pick for the tournament. How's it going to go down? Who's going to who's going to perform well who's going to take it and anything else you want to add on to any perhaps surprises that we might be expecting to see i am of course another friend of esl
0: and you know yeah we're we're back here again come full circle roads leads to. i think like unironically like most of the tournaments or basically every major esport either is straight up run or partially run at this point by the saudis or they have tournaments like every single esport, every single major esport. So it's already happened. But yeah, sorry, gone, Fox.
1: No, that's it. I've introd it. I want you guys to talk now. So I want Dorian to start because he didn't start last time, did he?
2: Right. The problem with this one, obviously, is right now, not only have Vitality won the last few events, but if you just watch, Z just is the best player right now. And it's almost odds on. Like the joke at the moment is they don't even have to win the event. If they just get to the final, he's almost certainly going to be the MVP. So already, I've always said this, it's actually one of the lenses I do use in this game, unlike League of Legends. In fact, I've got wrecked in League of Legends loads of times from this. I tried using some of my analytical lenses in League, and they will tell you where it doesn't work. The whole angle of, like, who has the best player is way less relevant in League of Legends. I mean, the joke is that's why you, when people tell me, if this rookie guy is so good, why doesn't he qualify for every world? It's like, you don't know how hard the LPL qualifier is, mate. Like, you just don't get it. You don't know that what it's like when someone's in seeing that game. In CS, as anyone who's watched the careers of Simple, Kenny S, Zewoo, Nico, if you really are like absolute god tier level, almost like your team can be bang average. You still get your numbers. You still do work. You'll still be really good. So if your team is the best and you're the best player like that, it's really hard to lose. Like, I know it's hard to win tournaments, but it's it's really hard to pick anyone to beat that team because they will probably be the best team and have the best player. Now, with that said, the cool thing is this. Obviously, the last few events was just Vitality versus Faze and then Vitality won. So people will think that's why it's going to be boring, it's just be Vitality, well the good news is this, the actual parity now with some of the roster moves, looks really exciting, so actually here's the reason why you don't even though I would pick Vitality to win, which is the boring answer, here's why it's not necessarily a lock that they will though, because they might not even play phase in a standard final like that I actually think the bracket will be insanely influential on this tournament, because the other thing is, not only is there parity, but there parity with all different types of teams, so like Astralis kind of has like a super team of firepower but then maybe the in-game leader is not so good then you have like Virtus <laughs> Pro that have a super like idiosyncratic style that like doesn't really win your tournaments but it's like really hard to beat then on the other hand you have teams like fucking who at Navi suddenly looks like they're good and are coming online even though they don't have an upper cloud nine, still has the fight. like the actual, like the top 10 now is pretty fucking deep. And then you're throwing in teams like Falcons. Will they actually get good? So what's going to be the end squad's performance and stuff? So I actually think like you look at the top 10, it's going to be really exciting. So I'll pick Vitality overall, but I'll say, I do think there's a real chance for some upset potentially. Like there's maybe even a world where someone crazy does do some result. Like it's like Astralis versus Falcons or in a fucking semi or something like that. I think these are plausible. Yeah. I think it's going to be a
1: bang. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes some positive sentiments about eSports let's fucking go Rich please tell me you're as excited as Soren is yeah I mean I would
0: kind of echo that and take it like even further which is you have like to me the dichotomy which is like the two teams which are in the best form I would say other than Vitality's like FaZe and probably Na'Vi but the actual matchup against Vitality is like a really rough, rough one like in recent history at least for both of them but then on the flip side, you have a whole bunch of teams who are, like, close to the level of Na'Vi and to FaZe. And I think it's one of those things as well where, like, I remember, like, sort of the old um, CSGO events and sort of, like, 2014 era, so just before Fnatic became, like, Super Saiyan, where you had, like, loads of teams that were, like, really good, but not Super Saiyan, like, your VPs and stuff like that that could pop up and win a tournament. And I think the thing is, and the way the bracket is as well, you could have some really, like... Vitality could have to play like the mother of all fucking gauntlets to win this tournament that's the thing so even though you might favor them like 70 to 30 in every single matchup even then they're, they're, they're not going to be odds on to win the tournament most likely I would think like as in not greater than 50 percent chance maybe they are but I wouldn't have thought so so oh, I think that cool. is I think that is like the coolest angle about this tournament is as Thorin said you have such parity and even a team like VP, I really like VP. I think VP is a team that could do something. I think Ents potentially is a team that could do something. I do not expect them to win the tournament, but there's definitely a banana skin team for sure. Astralis, we already see we already saw Astralis actually beat Vitality. Yep. So, I think this is like set up to be really interesting. I do think that um obviously Vitality are the favorites. And then I would just say like this last thing which is because we haven't really seen this yet in um cs2 which is something that we saw a lot with like the dynastic teams in csgo which i'm kind of waiting to see what the first iteration of this will be because even the likes of like navi are not like a one language team whatever i want to see because i was actually thinking about this the other day in csgo it's actually crazy how many dynasties were bought off the back of like one language teams obviously you have well, what, nip at yeah. the start the 2015 uh fanatic obviously the uh Luminosity slash SK lineup, Astralis, of course, probably the best of all of them, and then basically even like Liquid to a certain extent, you could sort of ask him that wasn't like a true dynasty or whatever. And then Phase was kind of like the outlier at the end yep. of CS:GO by being like a full international team. There aren't really any full. Oh, look, flip,
2: it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's only a few one language. And of course, yes, you had all, all the
0: all the really good French teams, and obviously they yep. won a major as well. So it's like. I think uh, this is like the most lazy, of course, like uh, a point I could make, but I am really waiting to see when like all these elite teams will get on or, or elite players will get on one language teams. again. obviously Astralis is looking very interesting. So actually I think back, yeah. I would not be amazed. And this is going to be like, I think Vitality will probably win, but like my outlier dark horse pick, and this is, I'm going to make this more interesting by making it a grander point that they will break through at this tournament and then they will go on a run and be the dominant team. And I'm building it on, and I am aware that this is like a narrative point, but I do actually think that historically we've now got a huge sample size of these one-language teams with attack with really good players, all from one nation, doing super well. And I think that after that, those, and also it's how fast they got good. Like, obviously, everyone knew that the moves from heroic would like be good on paper, but they just look immediately great out of the box or like with immediately huge upside at least let's say so yeah i think astralis are going to soar up those hltv rankings like pretty rapidly so yeah i'll say vitality will probably win but i wouldn't be shocked if this is like the breakout for astralis and the start of like a
1: mini run okay some nice little predictions coming on there but all in all it seems like uh dare i say this is the most excited i've I'm positive i've heard both you guys talk about a cs2 tourney to be honest so well the game's in a better state now as well than it was at, like the first
0: few tournaments yep. i think that's very fair to say and obviously everyone's waiting to see if simple's decided that the game is good enough to, to deem you know roll out the red carpet and let him come back because
2: actually an angle people probably haven't thought of rich here's what you need to happen the actual best thing, if you're a fan of Simple, is Vitality wins and Z looks awesome and lifts a kind of eats yeah, a trophy. Yeah. What do you think is going to make mm. him think? Maybe I'll get my arse back in the game and try and beat this guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Put him back on Navi or something. Oh, he's probably not going to go back to Navi, though, is he? But... Who
2: knows? Who the fuck knows, mate? Here's the problem. It is is Simple, mate. Simple can do whatever he wants. You have to realise. He has that. He's like Michael Jackson in couch, except I haven't heard any allegation. He does fuck up kids, but only in the game. <laughs> but no. this
0: is this is the thing though with like it was Sim- right there it was hanging right there I mean, <laughs> I know. this is the thing with simple though it's like has simple actually found let's just say success and slash happiness on a team that's not been like a, a one language team because obviously everyone knows it was it's
2: not liquid one but that was contentious yeah, show, exactly
0: and he basically basically said in undertones how much he doesn't like America <laughs> so i don't i oh, don't see is, yeah. i don't see that happening again but then obviously when he was on Na'Vi, usually it was mainly just ukrainians slash russians and now yeah, obviously but it's more... the reason
2: why i personally rich don't buy the idea he's going to go elsewhere because the problem is i agree obviously Na'Vi's an international team but the only other team like he'd have to join monty they're the ones that are ukrainian mm. the problem with the other ones is like everyone who, you know all those fans who keep going cloud 9 needs an opera simple as an opera Bro, it's a team full of Russians. Like, have you even thought this through? Like, I'll tell you the one player who's not allowed to join that team, and it's simple. Bro. People will call him a traitor for not calling out Russians more. Like, he can't go and bloody join their team. Like, look, I person just don't think that's even allowed to be, like, in his perception. like, I don't think he's even allowed to consider that one personally. So, I don't know. I just don't know where he'd go. That's the thing, right?
0: I guess... Maybe, well, yeah, no, because he can't go to fucking. I mean, maybe
2: he can. I, maybe we're wrong, but I just feel like, for me, I just feel like it, that surely would play bad optics wise, you know?
0: Yeah. Maybe I
2: mean, he's, he's want to tank it. I don't know.
0: Obviously, like, although they've got Jane, but like, VP would be interesting. I mean, but it's the, the joint, same is problem.
2: It's simple any team. Like, the jokers, oh, yeah. if he wants to join, you should say yes, pretty much. Even if you are, like, even if you've got She-Road, just say yes anyway. Have him rifle smart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but well, that's the the angle no one's thought of is what if like they're like you know what we like you, Messi. You've done quite well, but you know you're not a super elite. Simple. This make well, this the simple thing is This is
2: this is where you know, unlike dickheads, I'm not actually a hater of the player. I think isn't the best. You know, what I've always thought, Rich, the stupidest thing in my opinion about Ronaldo and Messi is. They're not even vaguely the same player. They could have just played together and just run the fucking table for like 20 years <laughs> and just won like every UCL and every fucking league. Like, especially in La Liga, by the way. Oh, they yeah. could have just fucking dominated. Yeah. They, that would be like the 2009 lineup. Uh, sorry, the one with their uh, fucking Neymar and yeah. fucking Twi- That would be like oh, even better. Like, that, they would actually, same with simple, by the way. Bear in mind now, fucking Zihu, half the time rifles anyway. Bro, they could easily play together and dominate. Oh, There's yeah. not like, oh, but who'd have the up? They wouldn't matter. And the joke is they can both have the op if they want probably just dominate like that so it'd actually be amazing if you did do it
0: yeah the only re- the thing is it would be amazing but it's the same thing of like if Ronaldo and Messi played together I'd have loved to have seen that in their prime for like one season and then mm. I, w- I wouldn't want to see that, like, you any more
2: Every two as well, don't you?
0: Sure. Yeah. And also, it's sure. kind of... It's something that I also kind of levy as well. Like, I would be inconsistent if I... Because I, I levy this a little bit against LeBron, that he's always looking... Like, the, oh, narrative, sure. the narrative of LeBron's career is like, oh, half the time he plays with bums. Yeah, not because of LeBron. He's constantly trying to recruit the best players yep. in the league to play with him. He's constantly put a fucking mic in front of this guy and he's like it would be nice to play with steph curry oh yes. really you want to play with the most gravity yeah. gravitas player in I mean, the history I mean, of I mean, the I mean, sport so ironically oh. he's tried to recruit all of them all, uh, all them. of them steph curry Kawhi, all of them literally yeah it's and crazy. then people are like oh but then he had to play with a bum like a pass at russell westbrook he wanted westbrook because he thought he was good yes. and then he yes. wasn't that's still right. his fault so yeah i, I would like to see cyro and simple together but like with a gentleman's agreement that it's like you know like the avengers it's like we've come together for this one movie but the rest okay. of the movies need to be our own story <laughs> you know okay yeah that's the angle
1: right well on that brilliant note here what do you think the chances are by the way or odds on over under that before the next tournament, not this one the next one simple is is on 18 whatever team that might be do you mean major or any time? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. After Katowice, what, what are the chances? Well, the
2: key thing is, we've got Katowice and then the major is the tournament afterwards. I think it's just the obvious point where he will come just in the guilt. game. I also yeah. do think, like I just said, I mean, I can tell you, I, here's the thing there's plenty of events I don't want to work. There's a lot about working events that's fucking annoying. And, and I've also done it a million times over. Like, I've sort of burned <laughs> out the novelty. But I won't lie. If you run like a CSGO major or CS2 major, I'm going to get four more just sitting at home. It's got to be like, I can tell you right now, that's definitely the case for players. Because I even know players, by the way, who could have gone like the best coaching gig in the world and they've told me straight up literally I would literally rather lose and be on the worst team as a player than be the win the major as a coach they said to play is just something different it's like it just engages you so much it's just like when you feel alive so to me like I say I think that even, no matter what he says now when he sees Katowice and then that major mate it's just going to instantly it's going to be like you up to fucking Blade or whatever, like, you know, <laughs> dot, 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 you know, if you be like that at two of the morning, will it? Come on, right after the night after Vitality wins the Major or whatever. <laughs>
1: Fair play. Well, maybe that can be the topic of our next episode then. Uh, Simple's announcement into whatever team it is that he announces himself into uh boys i believe that's all we have to talk about today is there anything else you want to add on to any topics that we have mentioned that we have going on
2: no here's the thing i mean I, sorry guys i know we did fit a little bit too much uh esports into the saudi arabian podcast but you know we'll try and get more at least the Eastern <laughs> news for next episode <laughs> every topic just leads back to it doesn't it, it
1: does honestly i mean but that that is poetically a sign of the times isn't it really it is yeah. speaking yes uh all right then thank you so much for watching at home appreciate you being here as always and we'll see you next by time. the way sorry just very quickly
0: i just want to say that while browsing this this is you know super important and i'm getting kind of an itch because i haven't done my uh, cs show for a little bit i just had hltv up on the side and i thought why not i'll click on the thread on the side the on, threads was thread called best accents and then this guy just put german sounds horrible <laughs>
2: he <laughs> okay. has nailed that one i can't lie on that yes let lock that one out the park fair enough yeah
0: yeah no hltv no like you might not like the people that run it but they have the best forum on the internet
1: i think that's indisputable yes
0: one. agreed Yeah,
1: uh, i've already said goodbye so you can just cut it that's fine All right, yeah, <laughs> <you go>. <laughs>